9-16, it's Friday, May 22nd. Aren't you happy it's Friday, it's Friday. It's a rainy Friday in Philadelphia, Delaware County, tri-state area. It's been raining all day, off and on throughout the day. It's been raining. So, I guess it's good. You know, the rain keeps people indoors. It keeps the, like, the temperature down. At an even, even, evened out level. We can't possibly complain about the rain. We can complain if we're going somewhere. We want to go somewhere special. You know, then you can complain. But there's always something to do in the rain. You know what I'm saying? It's good thinking weather. It's good sleeping weather. It's good TV weather. Throwing a little movie or something. Television you could binge watch. Watch some old sports in the rain or the food in the rain all types of stuff you could do like the rain is not a washout you know what I mean not a complete washout you know what I'm saying especially if you're not on like vacation or anything like that if you're on, va if you're on a vacation and it's raining yeah you might feel like damn but you know there's all types of things you can do to substitute for that misery you don't gotta be miserable on your on your vacation if it rains, because you know you gotta turn up. You gotta have fun. Make a make a make a memory of it. Make a memory of it. So shout out to the rain, man. Hopefully the rain is keeping the people indoors and keeping the balance on this whole COVID nineteen thing, leveling out the line, so nobody start getting sick. Which leads me to talk about Patrick Ewing, the Hoya Destroyer. You know, today Patrick Ewing announced at a, at a um, conference that he tested positive for the COVID-19. I don't mean he's going to die or anything. They just say he tested positive. So what they're going to tell him to do, basically, you know, quarantine and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't feeling bad or anything like that, but he felt something. He probably felt something which led him to go get tested. You know what I mean? Like, people, like, if you got a cold or something, you don't need to go run down there and go get tested. But if it's something out of the, out of the ordinary, and you know your body, you need to go talk to them people and tell them, like, yo, look, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling a little different. So, so with that being said, you know, it's like people got to take, got to take these precautions. They have to go, they have to stay, um, they have to, they have to stay in the, um, in the zone. You have to drink your teas every day. You have to eat your vitamins every day. You know, anything that's going to help the immune system and that's going to strengthen the immune system, you have to take it. You can't just walk around and just think that shit's going to be crazy. Because like I said yesterday, we don't know what this is. We don't know where it comes from. We just know that we get it. And some people panic when they get it. They go in shock mode. Oh, shit, I'm about to die. You know what I mean? No, it's not that. It's not, that's not the case. You know what I mean? That's not the case. 
You know, other everybody has everybody's body is works different. It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, like elderly people might get it, like and it might hit them. But you know, you got some ninety-year-old women that I'm watching on the news that are beating it. You know, just not their time. You know, yeah, they had it. You never know how they got it. But it's just not the time. It wasn't their time to go. You know, and this is this is some shit that they not they weren't prepared for. Like I'm saying, you don't know how you get it. It could be bad. It could be moderate. It could be good. Like in a good way where you don't have to like be in no hospital. You know what I'm saying? Just drink your drink your hot drink it continue to drink your hot teas, your soups. Whatever you can take to prevent you from being sick. Wash your hands constantly. Use alcohol. Whatever. Take showers. Wash your hair. You know, if you got a lot of facial hair, you might want to, like, figure out how to get that. That facial hair got to be clean. Some germs stick to that stuff. It's like Velcro. It's right there. So we have to really have an understanding. We really have to have an understanding about this whole thing. If you don't have an understanding on it, you ain't you're gonna be like when it hits you, you're gonna be in panic mode. You, you know what I'm saying? When it hits you, you're gonna be in panic mode. You ain't gonna know what you're gonna wanna do. You know, it's just gotta have an understanding, just gotta be like able to not panic. You know what I mean? Like the motherfuckers die from the flu. You know what I mean? Nobody panic when they get the flu. I don't want the flu. I don't want none of that. I don't want to be fucking sick. You know what I'm saying? You know, and this is some crazy shit. Like I was talking about yesterday, dudes don't, like the most toughest motherfucker don't want the COVID-19. They like don't even know what that is. Like you got guys in jail scared right now because they in jail. And they don't know how to, they don't know what to think. They like, man, we confused right now. We don't know, we don't, some of them are not doing life. Some of them actually got to exit. Got to exit. They got, they going to come home soon. But they like, damn, if we catch this, how are we going to come home? If we going to die here? Because you know they ain't treating them guys with the, they ain't got them guys health in their best interest. You know? You know that they don't have those guys' health in their best interest. In prison, it's the last place you want to get sick. It's the last place you want to get sick. Because I'm telling you one thing. They give them guys experimental drugs. They line you the fuck up and they get you sick. Girl. To the point where you don't be feeling, you don't be wanting to feel. Like, can you imagine being sick in jail? First of all, you got to watch your back 24-7-365. Head got to be on swivel. Then you sick. It's not a good look. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not a good look. Fighting off a germ and fighting off enemies and then fighting off correction officers. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about it's war. You know, you gotta really be like, you gotta be healthy. Your health is is is, is very important. Very, 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 very important. Wherever you go. Wherever you go. And I know it's hard to believe. But before this COVID-19, people been living real reckless. People been very reckless before this COVID-19. This coronavirus, we wasn't shit. We was eating crazy. We was talking crazy. Now everybody is showing some type of compassion. People just nice. People like, oh, I can't believe they got the COVID-19. No. You know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers wasn't feeling this way when people was dying of AIDS. Now it's starting to get real out here. People starting to get very scared. You know, people starting to get afraid. Like, they're, they're really intimidated by this, by this virus. It's changing the way we talk. It's changing the way we walk. It's changing the way we look at people. We got to have a mask on looking at somebody. You know what I mean? It's almost like we in a Muslim community. And don't even know it. We got our faces all garmed up and everything. We wrapped up. We got to look at each other in the eyes directly now. Can't avoid that. You know, so it's just like, it's like, it's like it changed the whole, it changed the whole narrative of life. You know, it's like we were really reckless. You know, I bet you dudes when this is over with, I bet you people ain't going to want to be around certain people no more. It's going to be a lot of bullshit. Oh, they dirty as fuck. I ain't going over there. That motherfucker look like he got that shit. It's going to be a lot of that type, type talk. Ignorant talk. You know, because once they say you free, then people are going to start getting back on their bullshit. They ain't going to live like how they used to live. A lot of people say this is the new norm. I give it a week when they say everything is over. People going to be going crazy. They're going to be out here acting like they this ain't even exist. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Maybe in the stores, they're going to say, yo, wear your mask, okay? They're going to honor that. But I'm talking about on the streets. Like New Orleans. How you going to stop people from having fun on Bourbon Street? Las Vegas. How you going to stop people from having fun on the strip? Wildwood. How you going to stop people from having fun on the boardwalk? With them little itty-bitty cops. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to have their picks. That's it. They're going to be picking up teenagers. You guys can't be here. They're not going to be talking to everybody. Times Square. New York City probably going to be the worst place to live. New York City probably going to be the worst place to live on the face of this earth. People going to probably be wanting to leave. Because New York, they're going to enforce the rules with aggression. You know, New York City, because you know, New York, they a little extra. They do everything extra. Extra. You know what I'm saying? New York been extra since the first World, World Trade Center bombing. They've been extra. 
And then when 9-11 hit, they been real extra. Because New York City, they do shit like so fucking aggressive and, and weird and wicked. It's to the point where people don't, people don't even want to live in New York no more. You know what I'm saying? You go to the train station, go to a, a Nick game. Say you go to a New York Nick game. You get off at the train. You go underground to get up to Madison Square Garden. You got cops with these big, gigantic rifles, machine guns, fucking fully loaded ammo. Look like you in a fucking movie or something like that. And they just stand there with the dogs. You know, and then you got all these millions of people just in the train stations just hustling and bustling. How you gonna stop that? You know what I mean? This shit right here is gonna be crazy. And if they can prevent New Yorkers from being bunched up, then I'll be like, well, damn. You know, it's not it's not even funny that people were going to forget. That's, I'm telling you, open up. Open up the country. They ain't going to give a fuck about none of that shit. That shit, like, because now people are going to be like, fuck, just don't go to the hospital. Self-quarantine, stay home. You know what I mean? We know the rules. You know what I mean? We just not going to come outside for a couple of weeks. Or the motherfuckers just ain't gonna say shit. You know? These testing sites, you know what I mean? Now that they're making these testing sites, it's like. It's like people don't give a fuck. They don't really care to get tested. But they should. Because I would wanna know. I would want to know. But what I wouldn't want to do is go to the hospital. Because who knows what the fuck going on in there. That's one of the places I wouldn't want to go. Mm -hmm. But thank God, knock on wood, let's um, all just stay focused and stay in a, in a different mindset. Shout out to Patrick Ewan. Hopefully he's okay. Shout out to his family. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully everybody's fine. Nobody's in a bad situation. Nobody's hurting. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want nobody to catch this thing that they call the COVID-19 or coronavirus. You know, we want everybody to be healthy, live in harmony. We don't want to do this shit. We're trying to avoid, we're trying to avoid getting sick. We're trying to stay as healthy as possible. But, like, we're talking about Patrick Ewan and a basketball player uh, that I want, I want to talk about, a basketball player and a rapper. So today, on today's show, I'm talking about Patrick Ewan and Nas. So we're talking Patrick Ewan and Nas, and I think I'm going to get into Patrick Ewan right now since we're on this COVID-19 topic and he's a part of it. I'm going to segue right into Patrick Ewan. Um, Patrick Ewan had 17 seasons in the, in, the, in the NBA, 15 with the Knicks, one with Orlando and one with Seattle. During these 17 seasons, Patrick Ewan averaged 21 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, 1.9 assists per game. Patrick Ewan was an 11-time All-Star, and he was elected to the NBA Hall of Fame. 
Everybody knows Patrick Ewing. If you don't know Patrick Ewing, you are living under a rock. Patrick Ewing was the man in New York. You know, Patrick Ewing held it down for those Knicks. And I speak about Patrick Ewing so much on this show. Because I believe that Patrick Ewing was underappreciated. He wasn't overappreciated at all. They didn't really give two shits about Patrick Ewing. You know, they put all the weight on his shoulder. They put the weight on his shoulder. Even though Patrick Ewing had a team, he had a chance. He had plenty chances to win. He just never won. Because it's, it's, a, it's a team game. And it, always, it never comes down to an individual player when it's, coming to, when it's involving in sports. It's never the individual unless it's his tennis. But Patrick Ewing really, really, really gave it his all. He put his, he put his blood, sweat, and tears on that court in New York City. He's, he's somebody. He's somebody. And we talk about people being appreciated and statues and all this stuff. And Allen Iverson needs a statue in Philadelphia. That's, that's not to be denied. That's not to be debated. You give Allen Iverson a statue and you put it right there in the middle of the fucking stadium where we can see it. And not no little statue that, that should be on a desk. You give him a big statue. Like the Rocky statue. But we talking Patrick Ewing now. Patrick Ewing is a New York Knick. Like I said, 15 seasons dedicated to that team. Rookie of the year. Georgetown Hoyer. You give Patrick Ewan a statue. He's a seven-footer. You give him a, a big fucking seven-foot statue. Put that shit at the garden. Right at the Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. He deserves it. And I think franchises need to take in consideration that these players need to be honored. Because they were the ones on the front line battling. They were the ones going to war. They the ones that were out there putting the uniform on and getting it done. So you got to give a guy like Patrick Ewan. I'm telling you, you don't give him a, just a head bust, a bust statue. You give him a whole body statue. I mean, if the I mean, if Asia can give Stefan Marbury a statue, then we could honor our players. And he's from here. He's from Brooklyn, New York, and got a statue in China. So why can't the United States teams give their players statues and honor of them while they're here and not when they die? Honor that man while he's here. Don't wait till he's fucking dead and in the ground and three years later we're going to have Patrick Ewing Day. No. Get that man his, his props right now. Figure it out. Figure it out and put it in Madison's and put it in the front of Madison Square Garden. Because he deserves it. He deserves it. All the battles he's been through 
The motherfucker put his, put his body on the line every night for New York. I mean, look at this. Look what I said, his stats. He averaged 21 points per game. He's a center. He averaged 9.8 rebounds per game. That's almost 10. That's almost a double-double he's averaged. 1.9 assists per game. That's almost two assists, so he passes the ball also. So come on now, like seriously, why not? Why not honor this man with something like that? You know, I mean, Philadelphia gave Charles Barkley a statue. It's not a big statue, it's a small statue. Charles Barkley is one of those guys. We're talking about him probably next week, Charles Barkley. But what Philly also did was they turned their back on him. One of the best small forwards in the league. They got rid of him for nothing. And you know the Sixers regretted that because they were bad for the next 15, 10, year, 10 15 years. You know, they got that one, they got that draft pick. They drafted Allen Iverson, and Allen Iverson remade the team, the look of the team. But come on, dog. They traded one of their best players. No, they traded their best player for nobody just because he had an attitude. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you at work. And your supervisor, you get mad at your supervisor, they, they do the bullshit to you. That's all that was. You know what I'm saying? New level, new devils. That's all it was. You know, they try to control him, and he wasn't with the bullshit, so they moved him to another team. So we got another place for you. And he went, the good thing about him leaving the Sixers, he went to a championship with the team they sent him to. So how is that for pie in your face? You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't him. It was the management. Like I said yesterday, it's always the management. It's always the management. Sometimes it's the worker. Yeah, we understand. We got some fucked up people out here. But the management are the ones that keep get the ball rolling. They get the they get the they put the they make they put the energy in the atmosphere. Bad management can have people looking fucked up at work. They just working for money. They not even happy there. They just there just to get a check. It ain't that much motherfucking money in the world that's going to have me at no job getting humiliated every fucking day. I'll, I'll just walk the fuck out. You know, but the but the but the thing is, we, it's hard. To, it's easier said than done because most of us got families, right? We got to provide for our family, so we just can't leave. But fuck that. Throw that motherfucking typewriter on the floor and walk the fuck out. You know, because after this, after this whole thing right here, people are not going to go back to work with a sheep mentality now. It's going to be different at work. I feel bad for the, for the employers now. Because now people are going to look at them like, yo, man, like, like, Dog, I don't even care about you. I don't need you. You need me more than anything.
Now jobs are going to be trying to give out benefits now. Can you imagine? Just think about it. People need jobs, right? But now they get to t now they're going to be looking at the employers like I don't really think you 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 worth working for. And don't you let them have bad reviews like a motherfucker like from people like like employees give the job bad reviews. Let them give bad reviews to them. You know, that shit go to the Better Business Bureau. There's going to be a lot of fucked up people out here. Let that sink in. There's going to be a lot of fucked up people out here. Not fucked up like people like in the financial wise. Because people now they starting to realize they can get their own money. They don't really need the jobs no more. They can really, if they put their mind to it, they can get their own money. It's here. They're giving away billions of dollars. Hello? It's yours. The world in the palm of your hands. People are starting to realize that. They're starting to say, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I could sell finger paint and make $100,000 doing it. I don't even have to fucking go get a business license. I could just hustle and put that shit under my fucking pillow. That way the banks ain't controlling my shit. Now people starting to wake up. I'm talking about these is like middle class people starting to wake up. Because the bottom of the barrel people, we've been new this. But now what you see is like, what you see what now what's going to happen is the world going to look like 52nd Street. The world, if you ain't familiar with 52nd Street, that's in Philadelphia, West Philadelphia. It used to be a block with all these people just selling shit. Legal stuff. Outside, just hustling. Just getting it. Can you imagine walking down there? You don't really don't see shit like that no more. Because they took it all away from us. Because they try to take away our creative vision. Our drive. Our means to get money. They snatched that away from us. And now, look, they fighting to get it back. We wasn't killing nobody. We wasn't hurting nobody. Motherfuckers just selling mixtapes. Incense. Socks. Sneakers. They took that away. And now this COVID-19 is making you motherfuckers figure out your hustle. You got to find your inner lion now. You got to find your beast. You gotta find what makes you fucking hungry. You gotta figure that shit out. Cause these motherfuckers giving away bread. Because they can't keep that shit all. They can't keep that shit all. They gotta like dish that shit the fuck out. They got money. They got to they got to unleash they gotta um fill the armor truck, fill the trucks up and dump that shit somewhere. We got too much of this bullshit. We got to get, get rid of it. Let's give these motherfuckers another stimulus check. You feel what I'm saying? It's that deep. It's that deep. People losing their losing they property. Because they naive to the fact 
that they just letting the bills pile up. And they not paying you. So you gotta go out there and get some money. And it ain't hit the dark it ain't hit the dark side yet. When people putting the mask on for real. Because they making you wear masks to, to look like you don't want it so you don't get sick or get nobody sick. But watch when a motherfucker put that mask on and run up in their motherfucking houses and stores. Open up now. They're going to open up this city. And people that was motherfucking broke are going to be hungry and they're going to be out there. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have some people that's been robbed, that never robbed before in their life. Run up in an appliance store real quick with that gun. They put it all in the bag. Leave out that store with cool, oh, cool $300. Because they desperate. They think they're going to rob a store and get 100000 or something. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. You know, we've seen it. We watch the news on a different level. You watch the local news, you see what's going on. We've seen all this tragic shit before. It's not going to bother a lot of people, but it's going to bother some. It's going to scare most. You know, I'm from an era where the mo I'm from an era where they used to run up in the church and, and rob everybody in the church. Oh, you let them motherfuckers open this state back up and see what happened. Them hungry motherfuckers going to come out. So they know the church has got money. We sit in that. We sit. We used to watch. We used to hear the stories. Yo, you heard about the church up the street? Yeah, what happened? Dudes ran up in there and took everybody bread, the offering, all that. It was a quick lick. Cops ain't doing shit. They don't give a fuck about no church. Ain't nobody get hurt. The person that robbed the church, them guys are like are like local legends. We ain't gotta say no names because that shit happened on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, churches was getting hit. So it's going to be like back in the days. Open up that shit. That shit like free money for Nick, for dudes from the hood. Nobody going to get hurt because them church people ain't going to fight back. Everybody get on the floor, put the, put the pocketbooks in the aisle. Well, how about that era when we was riding them trains and them motherfuckers was robbing the trains? gonna be like the wild wild west when we was going to school they wouldn't rob the school kids they robbing adults we used to be looking at adults empty them purses give up that cash that was one of the scariest moments of my life riding the train to school and getting that shit they hitting that emergency brake and just racking up Shout out to hip hop, man, because we talking some Nas today. Nasty Nas. Nas is like, I am. Black Republican. Nas is in my top five. He's in my top five. He's one of the he's one of the best to ever do it. You know, I fucks with Nas. So now, the thing about Nas is I like him because he's a smart individual. Very good. Very very good um 
uh, what I would say, very good lyricist, creative writer. He's not just an ordinary rapper. He's a creative writer. He, 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 he writes and he gives you like a vision. You look at Nas and you listen to Nas and you look at him and you say, oh, man, this boy cool is, you know, he a humble little guy. Um, but when you listen to him, you got to listen to him with an open mind. Because Nas is going to give you a story. He's going to give you the message, like my man just said. He's going to bring forth, he's going to open your mind up to things. He's not going to talk about selling drugs and stuff. He's going to give you a story about selling drugs, but he's not going to glorify selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? He's going to tell you what he's seen. Nas is like the guy in the window. That didn't come outside. And I'm not saying Nas is this is this is how his music is. He's like the person in the window watching everything. And he's giving you the story. He's like a reporter. He's a reporter and he's giving you the story. Now I'm not trying to say he never been through nothing. I just said that's what I envision his music as. That person that just been sitting in the window. Because we all know somebody that just sat in the window and observed. And looked at our mannerism. They know us more than we know ourselves. You know, my grandma was sitting in the window and watched me, watched me do all types of crazy shit. And I never knew she was watching. She was sitting in the window the whole time. Now, how many other people was like that on my block? Plenty of them. They were sitting in the window. That's Nas. He's giving you a story. Painting a vivid picture. A vivid motherfucking picture. Like, damn. When he broke down the gun, like he was rapping about the gun, um, one of them songs, um, I Gave You Power. It's like he was the gun, and he was the gun was telling the story. How you like me now? I go blow. It's the shit that moved crowds, making every ghetto foul. I probably scarred your life, took your wife, crippled your style. I gave you power. I made you buck wild. You know what I'm saying? Like... He was really giving it to you. And now I can tell you another, like, because I like his creativity. I like his raps that are creative, that are creative. And he took the words right out of my mouth, you know. I like, like, the song that went backwards, the Rewind song. He took the words right out of my mouth. And he rapped the whole song backwards. Like, when you, for you to even think on that type of level, you gotta be like a person that's just a book, a studio rat. He had to be in the fucking booth and just like, and this is like some shit that I can't even say my alphabet backwards. That motherfucker spit a whole rap backwards. Like three verses. You know what I'm saying? So you can't deny him being in your top five. He has to be in everybody's top five. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about dead artists, because I'm tired of putting Biggie Smalls and Tupac in my top five. I'm talking about Nas Escobar has to be in your top five. You know, like when he wrote the song about the daughters, One Mike, the daughters, the the N-word song, the nigga song. 
He wrote songs that made you think. He ain't just making songs that make you pop bottles in the club and dance and stuff like that. No, we don't need all that right now. Some guys, we just need artists to just be artists and just be what they are. Nice. And that's what he is. He's nice. Super duper nice. You know what I'm saying? Super duper nice. So if anybody from Queens is listening, shout out to Queensbridge for um, giving us that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, man. He got a lot of good awards. Like, But I don't know if Nas got a Grammy or anything, but who cares? Who cares? I don't think he need a Grammy, but his work, his music is like, his music is good shit, man. Which leads me to tell y'all about my top five artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, every day I talk about a different rapper and a different basketball player. Like I said, I said this like three times already. First, it was, yesterday it was Allen Iverson and Biggie Smalls. Today is Patrick Ewan and Nas. Monday, I'm not sure who I'm going to talk about. I just, like, put them names in a hat, pull them out, and I'll speak on them. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm saying is my top five artists... Because I had to give you my top five before the week is out. I said I was going to do that. So my top five in no order is Nas, Jay-Z, um, Redman, Nas, Jay-Z, Redman, Jadakiss, and Black Thought from The Roots. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's pretty solid right there. You could call them the super friends if you was like the point of superhero group. Nas, Jay-Z, Redman, Jadakiss, and Black Dog. Pretty good top five. You know what I'm saying? And I can't I can't take Redman out because Redman had that substance. He had them lyrics from the 90s. I like his style. I like his versatility. I like what he had. His albums is tough. And, um, you know... That's a good top. That's a hell of a good top five. You know, he said Black Thought, Sean Price, Nas, Jay-Z, and Jadakiss. That's not a bad top five. That's not a bad top five at all. You know what I'm saying? That's a real good top five. And um, Sean Price, a lot of people, he's going to be in a lot of top fives. Sean Price. People might, and um, certain guys that might like that hardcore bullshit, he might not be in theirs, but he's going to be in a lot of top fives because he's lyrical. And he definitely got bars. You know what I'm saying? He can make some decent songs. And people forget about people like that. Now, there's other lyricists out there besides Jay-Z and Nas. You know, those are not the gods of the rap game. You know, there's some other guys out there. You know, you got Tech 9 He could be in the top five easily. You know, a lot of people like Eminem. I'm not an Eminem fan. We already went through this in previous podcasts. Some people might say Beanie Siegel, the old Beans. Scarface. You know, it's plenty of it's plenty of artists that you can put out there in your top five. That just so happens to be mine. And his. i like to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, man. I appreciate this. And, um, you know, stay safe and stay aware. Be clean. Drink your, drink your hot fluids. I'm not going to tell you what to drink. 
but would you just drink something nice and hot. Get it inside your body. Take your vitamins. Do what you got to do to to make make your life better. Eat good, definitely eat good. You can have a cheat day and eat a burger and shit, but make sure you eat good. Invite them vegetables got vitamins in them. If you don't like popping vitamins vitamins in your mouth, eat a carrot or some shit. Eat a stick of broccoli or something like that. Eat something that can make your body feel good. New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace.